A reading from the book of Exodus. Moses came down from Mount Sinai. As he came down from the mountain with two tablets of the covenant in his hand, Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because he had been talking with God. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, the skin of his face was shining and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them, and Aaron and all the leaders of the congregation returned to him, and Moses spoke with them. Afterward, all the Israelites came near, and he gave them in commandment all that the Lord had spoken with him on Mount Sinai. When Moses had finished speaking with them, He put a veil on his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take the veil off until he came out. And when he came out and told the Israelites what he had been commanded, the Israelites would see the face of Moses, that the skin of his face was shining. And Moses would put the veil on his face again, until he went in to speak with him. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. And they kept silent, and in those days told no one any of the things that they had seen. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, God of salvation, may the radiance of your Son shine in our hearts. 
Amen. <clears throat> the story we just heard of the transfiguration is an incredibly rich passage which has so much going on in it and many important lessons. And one of the important lessons of the passage is this. When people are tired, they say stupid things. <laughs> Poor Peter. And I have to say, somewhat ironically, uh, I had intended to say that. And uh, I have to say with some irony, I have managed to aggravate an old back injury. And because of the pain of that, I barely slept at all last night. So if a cloud from heaven descends and you hear the voice of God during this sermon, you'll know why. We don't tend to think a lot about biblical humor, about humor in the Bible. But part of the story of the transfiguration is really a comedy sketch. And in some ways, to really capture its essence, you have to think of it as if you're watching, say, a Saturday Night Live skit. The Transfiguration is a major revelation about Jesus and who Jesus is. Jesus appears to the three disciples along with Moses and Elijah. And all a sleepy Peter can say is, oh, it's good we're here. Let's make three houses for you. I mean, he's just witnessed this incredible thing. Oh, great, let me make three houses. And we, the passage says, and then the cloud came and the voice of God said, listen. That passage hearkens to the baptism, but in many ways, God is addressing Peter. And in the kind of Saturday Night Live skit mode of the passage, God is saying, like, seriously? You just witnessed this? I'm giving you my best stuff here, and all you can come up with is, let's put up three tents. Or, I mean, Peter's like, Peter, well, maybe you guys look at this. Peter's like that, the donkey in the Shrek movies. <laughs> that kind of off-kilter sort of, what are you talking about? So there's this sense in which the, kind of God is like, wake up, what are you talking about? But the interaction does show a common way that God reveals God's self. Throughout Scripture, throughout Christian history, and I think in our own lives. And that is through disorientation and reorientation. Disorientation and reorientation. And that is really how spiritual growth happens. Peter... James and John are disoriented by the experience of the transfiguration. 
And in a way, Peter kind of want to, wants to capture it, right? He's like, great, we're just going to make a museum for the three of you and just stay right there. And God is saying, no, no. God reorients him to listen, listen to Jesus. And God wants them to listen to Jesus because the transfiguration shows Jesus as the fulfillment of prophecy. As we heard in the Exodus passage, Moses goes up on the mountain and when he comes down, his face is shining and he communicates the word of the Lord to the people. And then when he's not doing that, he veils his face. Goes in with God, takes the veil off comes back as the intermediary and delivers the message and then puts the veil back on. And then there is Elijah. And the appearance of Elijah, you see throughout, oh, is this Elijah? Because Elijah is a harbinger of the coming of the Messiah. So we have Moses and then Elijah. And then we have Jesus being transfigured In a similar way, suddenly his face is shining. His clothes are dazzling white. And God is saying, listen to Jesus. Moses was a conveyor of the message of the Lord. And in the transfiguration, we have Jesus as the message. Jesus is the message. And the story of the transfiguration is an invitation to our own transfiguration. In the Collect for the Day, we prayed that we may be changed into His likeness. And there's a reading from 2 Corinthians, also assigned for today, which we didn't use this morning, in which Paul says something extraordinary. He calls on the people to see the face of the Lord as through a mirror. See the face of the Lord as through a mirror. We are all being transformed into the same image. That's pretty powerful. And we, this morning, are surrounded by transfigurations. Not only the people seated next to you, but look around the church. Look at the window behind you. No, behind you, not behind me. (laughs) There isn't a window behind me. (laughs) See that incredible window? See the windows on the sides here? They are images, well, of Jesus and of the saints. And what is a saint? A saint is someone the sun, S-O-N, shines through. And in some ways, the, you know, the saint's halo is an image of that radiance. It is the light of God shining through someone. We are made in the image of God. And when the light of God 
shines through someone, it reveals the image of God in that person. Think about the people in your life who radiate the light of God. Who in your life radiates the light of God? And what are the ways they do, what do they do that radiates that to you? I don't know about you, but you encounter certain people in your life and it's like, man, that person's a saint. You just feel like they've come down from the holy mountain and they've got the shining face. We are all called to be transformed into the image of Christ. So the real question that the transfiguration asks us, each of us, is this. How does the light of God shine through you?